Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit LeiaHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Now, I just want to warn you, this is your little ears warning. The next conversation, which you're about to have right now, is not for little ears. So if you have little people... Um, around, if they're off school, if they're, oh, whatever, um, maybe switch over. You can catch this chat after the show on our podcast, okay? Or if you're a bit sensitive, because I'm not in the humour for complaints, you know, with three days left. I'm just, I'm not. With that said, it's Relationship Therapy with Rachel Cook. Okay, let's get stuck in. Um, we're going to talk about sex because it is it is a very uh, personal thing. It's as personal as you can get and it's supposed to leave you feeling a deep connection and a sense of well-being. But even if you enjoyed it, some people feel terrible afterwards. And today we are going to ask why. Our resident sex and relationship expert Rachel Cook is on the line. How's it going? How are you, Jen? Oh, can people just not be complained? And we're giving them information that is going to improve their lives. Yes. They don't need any complaints. That's what we are doing. And you are a fountain of knowledge in this department for oh. sure. Um, people often feel great after having sex, but I've been hearing about uh, post, post-coital dysphoria. Can you, can you explain what that is exactly? Yeah, so this is a fancy name for feeling shite after you have after sex. So okay. whether that's feeling anxious, it might be feeling sad, it might be feeling very kind of like down and depressed. But it is a, a it is definitely a thing, and we're beginning to study it more. So uh, that's 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 what it is at, okay. its, at its core. It sounds it sounds awful. Why does it happen? Yeah, there's absolutely loads of reasons. And this is, you know, it's a, it's an interesting thing that I hope we do study more because um, it happens to lots of people. For some people, it's very consistent. For some people, it might only happen a couple of times in their life. But there are just so many reasons why you might feel bad after sex. So it could be something as simple as you're actually hung over. And, you know, while you were having sex, you were kind of distracted with all the kind of hormones and neurotransmitters and whatever. And so you're just feeling that afterwards. But there's loads of things. It could be, you know, a literally a hormonal response for some people it's about um regret or uh, kind of like guilt about the sex that they've just had which could also mean uh, in many cases that might mean shame they feel mm-hmm. shame about having sex shame about having sex with that person shame about the reasons that they had sex it could be that they feel terrible because of loneliness it could also be things like um you know that they feel a lot of performance anxiety um so that could be one as well and um, there's there's a lot of reasons why people feel feel terrible. It could be as something like hunger, you know, as well, or it could be something like um, sub drop, which is another thing that happens to people who are specifically people who are submissive, you know, in kind of kinky relationships. And that is a space where uh, something called subspace that people in, enter during sex, where they feel fantastic and very kind of um, in the zone, let's say. But it can mean that after the sex ends, that you kind of have this sort of emotional energy drop that makes you feel maybe a bit disconnected or sad afterwards. So there you go. Loads of reasons. Orgasm is another big one. Just the the kind of act of having an orgasm for some people means that they have a kind of drop afterwards. So can't forget that one. So is it quite normal and, and, and common, would you say? 
I would say it's reasonably common as to whether it's normal. This is a thing, you know, on one hand, I feel like, you know, we need to be moving away from the idea of what's normal um, because mm. it can create these very kind of rigid notions of what's the right way to be, what's the wrong way to be. But it can be helpful to kind of go, hey, is this something that I actually need to look at and potentially get some support with? Or is this something that is just, you know, a, a kind of human experience that happens sometimes? And that one's a bit harder to say, because if you are experiencing this very com- very regularly, then obviously no one wants to feel terrible after sex or during it or you know no one wants to feel terrible so it would be good to kind of reflect on what the reasons might be you know is it that you're actually you know physically hungry because you've been so gearing up to have sex that you haven't taken the time to you know eat properly that day um or you've just been so busy between work and taking care of the kids and then you basically have sex with your partner let's say and you feel you know terrible afterwards but it actually might be nothing to do with the sex it might just be you're just exhausted from the day and it's just coinciding with being able to have a rest after sex so i would say you really need to have a think about and take some time to explore what it might be connected to because it can also be um you know about your menstrual cycle some people just feel feel kind of sad or disconnected after sex at mm. certain points of their cycle which could be ovulation for some people it could be when you bleed for some others so again just being kind of inquiring with yourself about that about things like energy levels medication foods you know all, all these kinds of things okay are people who are neurodivergent more likely to experience this Oh, so this is an interesting one. Again, like postcoital dysphoria is very understudied. So, um, it, you know, we only have a few pieces of research on it so far. Um, so we don't know a huge amount to be able to say this, but it does seem that for some people, particularly those who are autistic and also ADHD, um, it's for different reasons, although there can be some overlap, there seems to be more yeah, postcoital dysphoria or PCD as we're calling it. Um, and that may be to do with sensory issues, um, you know, that people maybe don't don't yet have the awareness of what works for them in a sensory sense. Um, so it might mean that they're getting overwhelmed during sex and uh, that might be happening or it might also be that they're experiencing euphoria and a lot of connection during sex which then means that there might be more of a kind of again hormonal sort of drop-off point afterwards so it does seem that certain forms of neurodivergence experience this kind of post-coital dysphoria a bit uh, more but it could be for a variety of reasons so again we don't want to explain that way as to being everything involved yeah is it connected to gender dysphoria Mm. So gender dysphoria is specifically the feeling of distress or discomfort because of the difference between a person's assigned gender at birth and their gender identity. So, you know, someone who uh, is trans or non-binary and is experiencing gender dysphoria, um, you know, absolutely could experience this because they, you know, maybe want to have sex and connection but also it makes them feel very kind of disconnected from themselves or you know dissatisfied to the point of feeling incredibly distressed or down Mm. about how they don't feel that they're in the body that they they need to be in that they you know they don't feel that their body reflects who they are and so that absolutely is something that people um with gender dysphoria can experience okay should you tell new partners that this happens to you before you sleep with them do you think or just be like surprise (laughs) I think, you know, 
probably depending on the partner because again you don't want to pathologize this because it's not you know again it is something that happens to a lot of people quite frequently you know in terms of gender in in terms of actual gender it seems to happen to we we don't have studies on trans and non-binary people but in terms of cis men and cis women it seems to happen only slightly more to women so it's happened you know roughly around 45 to 50 percent for 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 women at least you know once or twice in their lives and then around 40 40 just over 40 percent for men so which for some people is a surprise some people assume that this would happen a lot more to women um and it seems like it is you know it's it's fairly fairly equal from what we know so i would say you know if it's something that you know you experience regularly and you know it's going to make you probably you know be very withdrawn after sex or maybe cry or feel very down you don't have to be self-deprecating about it and say you know this is all thing that happens to me or you know I'm such a failure that this happens but you might want to say hey I experience a bit of a drop off after certain kinds of sex or sometimes when I have sex it would be great if you know this is how we could manage it Um, but you know I think like with anything the more that we can communicate kind of openly and honestly and in good faith with each other the better time we're probably going to have. Okay Um, just I don't want to kink shame and we don't kink shame on the show but are people who are into being dominated setting themselves up for not feeling great afterwards? Oh, so this is the thing that we mentioned about sub-drop so this this thing called subspace that a lot of people have not heard of, you know, which is a term for the kind of headspace, body space that people can get into, particularly those who are submissive, um, that can feel really, really incredible in the moment and can lead to all sorts of, you know, very much feeling like relaxed and very connected and just euphoric, um, you know, during and after sex. It can mean that hormonally, just because there's kind of this cascade of, of kind of neurotransmitters and hormones, a flurry that's occurring during the sex it can just mean that there's a bit of a drop off a bit like a type of a hangover so it's not to say that therefore there's something wrong with that happening but some people do experience that kind of emotional drop okay. off um, where you know it doesn't mean that something bad is happening um, unless of course there has been you know coercion or lack of consent because this is very different you know if you have been engaged in sex where there has been lack of consent or any kind of coercion or violation mm-hmm. going on that is something that is very different to what we're calling post-coital dysphoria but certainly with kink it is more common particularly for submit people who are submissive to experience this kind of okay. um, drop sub-drop as it's called which is a, is kind of connected to post-coital dysphoria But what I'm getting from this conversation is it can happen you know it depends on your menstrual cycle at different times depends how you're feeling what's going on it, it can happen and it's a normal thing but if it is happening regularly maybe that's a time to go see a therapist Absolutely. And you might want to do that, you know, anyway, just because not because you have to, but like, you know, you don't have to wait until things become very difficult or painful to talk to a therapist. And particularly around, you know, around sex, there are so many amazing sex and relationship therapists out there who will be able to just give you so much information and reassurance and relief and give you different kinds of, you know, practices and tools and ways to be able to communicate with you know, your partners and be able to to, to be basically have you know, mm. better relationships better sex life okay. so you know you don't have to wait until it's awful no. to see a therapist no absolutely not Rachel thank you so much for the chat today as always H- happy Christmas I'll chat to you in the new thank year thank you have a okay. great bye love there we go Rachel Cook is a psychotherapist and a mental health consultant she's on Instagram at Rachel Jane Cook with the knee on the end she is amazing she'll be back with us in 2024 if there's anything you would like her to discuss in sex and relationship therapy you can always email the team jen at rt.ie 
Good morning. Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit leiahealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always.